Even though it's quite possible that this leniency that you figured out that you should do for yourself is, is quite fine. It's quite, it doesn't, every leniency is not wrong. It could be right. However, Karova Dover it's very likely that this is one of the tricks of the Yetzirah. Therefore, a person has to check it out. The Chakiros Hadrishus Rabbos was tremendous examinations. And if after all these things, it, it, you still see that it's the right thing, uh, then it's acceptable. Then you can do it. Now, this thing I just mentioned, this is common. I, I, I think we all, we all find that you'll see that as you get more tired or more busy, things that seem like exactly the right thing to do, all of a sudden you say, ah, maybe I really shouldn't do it or, or it won't make a difference. That's, the, that's a very common thing. You, all of a sudden you start to feel that the thing you decided to do or the thing you know is right to do, all of a sudden you have these arguments of, oh, the person won't like it, they'll be embarrassed, it's not really a thing. But go and listen to when those arguments start coming to your head. Is it happening about 11.30 at night usually or 12.30, you know, when you're getting really tired? All day long you had this grade, you were going to call up Sam, you know, and, and uh, you know, and just, you know, and just shoot the breeze a little bit and encourage him and, you know, make him feel better, you know, just, you know, because you know he's having been having a hard time. And what about 11.30, Barry comes in, eh, love, well, I'm going to call him up out of the blue. I haven't spoken to him in three weeks. He's going to know it's a thing. I'm just calling him. Eh, it's not going to make a difference. He doesn't like me that much anyway. It's not going to make a difference. He doesn't need me. He needs me to make him feel better. Then when you start to hear that stuff, then it's the, you got to check yourself out because maybe it's really the other way. Maybe really your idea was correct. It was the right thing to do. The only thing is what? All of a sudden now, because you're a little sleepy or a lot sleepy, all of a sudden it starts to dictate dictate what uh, what's happening to you. And I, I, I quoted to you a billion times this thing about the... About um, Yosef Yuzel, you know, who sat down in one town to decide whether it was a mitzvah to go to another town and do something, then got up, got into a taxi, went to the other town, then sat down on a bench to decide whether it was a mitzvah or not. Why? In order to subtract, in order to, to subtract the the trouble of taking the trip from one town to another, maybe that was a maybe that was influencing his decision. They didn't feel like going, so he went. So he decided first, I'll go, and then I'll sit down and decide whether it's right to do or not. So he would already have take it take it out as a factor in the decision. No, I'm just, I happen to be using those examples over here of a first inclination. A lot of times the other way that, that, uh, that uh, question is, uh, you, you know, must, do you have to take the trouble or not take trouble? So you figure, look, I don't have to, I'm not going to. It's any time you're going to be lenient. I use the, I'm using these examples because they're very common. You'll see, if you, I think if you find it, where you really, you actually thought it was right, and, the tr- and, and we back off, and I'm telling you the truth, you were right the first time. You were right. The other thing, all, all the change was, in our, when our minds, what seems to be changed is we've reevaluated the, uh, we've reevaluated and come up with a better solution of why we don't, it's really more correct not to do it. And we, what it really may be is we're just being influenced by our, our lack of desire to do the thing. Okay. But it, so I happen, it's true, I just happen to be using those examples because they're very common, but it could be anything. All right. Kol what's the general rule? Chizuk So you need tremendous chizuk. A person needs to, to strengthen himself and to overcome with his reasons to, to do the mitzvahs. I told you, whoever heard me see this before, but this to me is a tremendous breakthrough that you need to misgaber to, to, uh, with his reasons to do mitzvahs is a tremendous chiddush to me. 
not that it's a chizhi, you wouldn't have thought of it, but to, to think of it in this way. And then I mentioned to you that there's a certain point of gritting your teeth, biting the bullet, and that's really what we're speaking about over here. We're talking about when you, when you, at a certain point, you can use your head to figure out a lot of things. You can use, you gotta move a rock. You can figure out your head to figure out, you know, to use a lever, you know, to use a winch, to use a, uh, an inclined plane. You know, there's a million things, there's a million things you do, and you should do. That's, that's correctly, that's the way of a Ben Torah, certainly to use your head to, uh, to, to do something rather than, uh, you know, rather than uh, exhaust yourself or destroy yourself. That's correct. Don't misunderstand me. That's the right way to do it. Okay? But there's a certain place you'll see in everything that you have to do, where after all the thinking, then there's only one thing left to do. At a certain point, at a certain point, you got to do it. You got to do. There's going to be some place, even if all you got to do is lift a finger. I don't know, perhaps, you know, you, you can see how lazy you become because even, even if all you want to do is be push buttons, you'll see if you work on a computer at a certain point, you, there's things you want to do, you don't feel like reaching over to push that button. I'm not, there's no end. There's no end to the thing. You know, I, I'd rather not, do, you know what I mean? Ah, I have to reach all the other day. It's true. It really happens. You know what I mean? So there's, there's levels and levels of laziness. Nah, I'm going to do it again. I don't, I don't feel like doing it. All you have to do, you would, a, a year ago, the thought of, of that all being you had to do to do that would have been, we, we, you know, it would have been like heaven. But it's all, it becomes relative. My daughter told me she never knew how long a minute was till we had a microwave. Is it? It used to boil water, you know, so you got a microwave, you boil water, you know, do the thing in a minute. Now you put the thing in the thing, the whole time you're there, you know, you know, drumming your, drumming your fingers, waiting for the dumb microwave, you know, finish up the, finish up the water there for, for 60 seconds to go. It's too long. So there's no end. So there's a, when it comes down, there's a, there's a point where you actually have to do whatever it is, lift a finger, move your body, say the word, uh, express yourself, whatever the things, whether it's emotionally difficult or physically difficult, there's some place, no end to place where there's some difficulty. They tell a story, you know what Tzar Banim is? It's the pain of raising children. So who can escape it, you know? They tell a story of a guy, he said, and the guy, whatever, just learning, 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 nothing else, that's all. He has the babies, you know, learning, 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 the children are growing, learning, 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 nothing, nothing, just learning, learning, learning. Finally, his son is getting married, he's learning, 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 learning. Five minutes before the chuppah, they come and say, Rebbe, you know, it's time you have to go to the chuppah. He says, okay, he closes the gemara, he gets up, he, puts, he takes his coat, and he puts his hand in his, and his hand gets stuck. As he's putting it in the sleeve, he gets caught in the sleeve before it goes through. He says, ah, he says, tsar gidol banim. He says, this, this the, there's no end. And the truth is, it's, it's, so whatever it is, is a place where it's going to be a nuisance, you know. So over here, what is it that finally makes you move? And that's when you have to know there's some place you have to be misgabir. It's a question of, of gritting your teeth and doing it. I can mention like jumping into the pool. I said, you're like, who wants to jump into the pool and get cold? You say, you want to swim, you have to do it. So you, at, a, at a certain point, you grit your teeth and say, listen, I want to go swimming. You grit your teeth and you jump in. That's all, that's all there is to it. And you jump, into, you jump into the water. Are we here to do anything in life is an endless series of overcoming. What finally gets what finally gets you to get out of bed in the morning? At a certain point, you just decide you're gonna do it. You must. You get it's strength. Because what what can make it pleasant? What can you do? Think about it. Believe me, that's the last thing you want. The last thing you want to do to get yourself out of bed is sit down and think about it. That's usually the uh, that's the uh, you know who's talking there. It's time to get out of bed. You hear little voices. You know, let's think about this for a minute. You know who's talking. That's not your friend. Let's discuss this. Let's discuss this. Any any discussion about getting out of bed is definitely gonna you know you know who's gonna win, who's gonna lose, and definitely it's not the getting out of bed guys who are gonna win that one. 
It's not going to happen. So finally, at a certain point, you decide, I'm going to do it. This Gavura, you bite the bullet, and you, I'm doing it. And you brace yourself, and you jump, you brace yourself, and you move, and you, and you do the thing. Look at the words. It's by throwing off the strength of this laziness which holds a person back. And I, want to, I find this very encouraging, if you realize it, because you think, now the joke we're going to learn is you're going to see that the more reasons a person has, the easier it is. It's not harder. The more you move, the easier it is to move. And you, as you've probably seen, when's it harder to do things? The more you sleep or the more you uh, do vacation, the harder it is to get going. And if you're busy, you know, working and running from one phone to another, from one thing to another, etc., it's easy to do. The more things you do, actually, or the more zrizis, let's put it that way, the more zrizis you do things with, the more alacrity that you do things with, it's generally easier to do to do. Once you're going, it's easy. It's hard. To, it's hard to get going, but once you're like inertia, you know. Uh, once you're moving, and you'll see that the angels were praised with this great mida. It said about them, These are what? These are people of strength who do God's will, okay, in order to hear the word of God. The angels, they move so fast, they run back and forth to their place like lightning. You can barely see them. They go from one place and back to their place like streaks, streaks of lightning. A man is a man and not an angel. Therefore, it's impossible for this person to have this tremendous strength like a malach. We're not going to have it. It's not going to happen. But what's for sure is that as much as a person can possibly approach, to try and approach the level of an angel, it's fitting for a person to try and approach it. And David Melech would praise his portion, or his grateful. He was grateful for him, and he would say, I was quick and I didn't delay to keep your mitzvahs. So I mentioned over here, and this is the point that for me, I, I feel scientific and I feel it, it makes a big, big difference. And that is that it occurs to me that what makes the angels able to be so strong is exactly what the Pasuk says. It says, They do his will to hear his will. So at first glance, it's repetitious. What do you mean they do his will to do his will? They do his will to do the will of they do the will of God to do the will of God. What does it mean? So I want to say that they do the will of God for the sake of doing God's will, as opposed to for a different motive. And it occurs to me that because they do God's will only for doing it, only for the sake of doing God's will, that's what gives them the strength that they have to, be, to overcome and to be misgabir. Why is that? Because we say in general that what will decide whether a person will do something or not. It depends how uncomfortable it is to do it and how great the person's motivation is to do the particular thing. So long as the magnitude of our motivation is greater than the magnitude of discomfort, we'll, we'll do the thing. And as soon as the magnitude of our discomfort is greater than the magnitude of our motivation, we don't do it. Like I mentioned, like a person running at 90 miles an hour to get away from a lion. Okay, what, what can make a person distress himself so much to, to, you know, to, to move his body that quickly? The answer is that his motivation to get away from the line is greater than the discomfort of trying to run that quickly. Or a guy jumping off a hot stove, even though it's a reflex. But what, the, the answer is that the motivation to get away from, you know, to not be burnt is greater, is greater than the discomfort of, 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 of jumping up that quickly. What makes a person go to work, the, 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 the motivation to earn his living is greater than the discomfort, overcomes, is greater than the discomfort of, of, 
uh, the magnitude is greater than the discomfort of getting up, and therefore the person is willing to misgabber, to be strong, and to undergo the discomfort of getting up because his motivation to earn a living is stronger. The second that it's the other way, the second that the discomfort is greater, then we tend to fall off. And I mentioned a common occurrence like prayers. We all know that we want to dive with Kavana. Everybody does. Everybody wants to dive with Kavana. We want to dive with Kavana. Yeah, you see, day comes and you don't dive with Kavana. So according to our formula, what is it? It must be that the, the discomfort, the effort, of, of paying attention, having kavana, is less than our, than our motivation. But I don't want to say that. Is that really true? We're not, we're not motivated? We're not motivated? And the answer is, I believe what takes place is that even though deep down our motivation for davening is to do the will of God, and if that were true, we'd be like the angels and there would be no discomfort in the world that would ever beat our ace. Our motivation is to serve God. Nothing beats it. Nothing can, nothing can trump. Nothing can trump the desire to serve God. There'll be no discomfort in the world that, 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 that is greater than our desire to serve God. And our ancestors lived by it and proved that they gave up their lives. They went through an unthinkable discomfort or unthinkable exertion for the sake of serving God because the desire to serve God was always greater than whatever difficulty they would have. So for us, if we would have the motivation to serve God always, there's no question we'd be willing to always undergo the discomfort. So what must have happened? It must be that something else slipped in. Somebody somebody removed our true motivation and slipped in a counterfeit. Somebody slipped in. We had good batteries and somebody slipped in some 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 cheapies, you know, from China. You know, the, the, you know some fake ones. All of a sudden then I look up, I say, one second, if my desire to daven, if I was davening, uh, because my body should do the will of God, then, then they, it wouldn't be hard for me to put forth the effort, effort to have kavana. Must let me check it out. Let me let me open up that machine and take. Oh my goodness! Look at this. I can't believe where the, where the motivation batteries are supposed to be. I see counterfeit over here. You don't say. You know why I'm davening? I'm davening because I feel guilty if I don't daven. I'm davening because people are going to think I'm I'm a bad guy if I don't daven. I'm davening for all kinds of reasons other than other than what it started out to be original motivation, which was to serve God. And therefore, since my only reason for davening these days is not to feel guilty, at a certain point, the, the, the discomfort of davening with kavana is greater than my desire not to feel guilty. And if I daven without kavana, if at that point we take ourselves to the side, remember, listen, I'm a ben Torah. I'm a person who believes in God, a person who believes in the Torah. My true motivation for davening is to do the will of God. If I can put it back where it belongs, then it's very likely, it's very likely now, that my, that, that my motivation will, not very likely, I think it would be positive, that my motivation will be greater than the discomfort I'll be willing to put out the effort. And therefore, there's a formula we can use in every place where we know that we're falling short of what we should be doing. We can check ourselves and see what our true motivation is. And thank God, because we're B'nai Torah, we'll go back to the true motivation, which is serving Hashem. And that should be something that should give us the ability to be miskabir and bite the bullet, grit our teeth, and jump forward and do the thing we're supposed to do. I get it.